0: evening there's one advantage of coming to share tonight is that you can sit in an air-conditioned room <laughs> what we're going to try and do this evening is finish off the halachas of Bishul. we've spent uh, many months on the halachas of Bishel we'd like to try and get to, to the end of Bishul, and at the end to round off the halachas of Bishel we'll just run through a few practical examples most of which we've discussed over the period of the year. Of the but we'll try just to quantify all and put it all together the practical side of it we'll finish off with a few practical applications of this special just to do chazorah of what we discussed in the previous year. I know it was four weeks ago but there was a, a yomtiv in the middle But hopefully people haven't completely forgotten and it will be just a chazorah a uh, that's a pot which has been on the fire and had the food cooked inside it even if it's taken off the fire the the intensity of heat is such that any food uncooked food that's placed inside this kellerischen will cook so a kellerischen which has been taken off the fire has the ability to cook uncooked food so therefore to place in your pot of soup which you've taken off the fire uh, some pepper etc or anything anything like that to reflavor it to add water to it cold water to add cold soup etc would be a problem uh, an istubitional deraisha of Cooking the the um, pepper, etc., or cooking the cold water or the cold soup, calorician cooks life as if it's on the fire. Therefore, one can't add into a calorician, as I said, you can't even add salt. Even though salt is really considered something which is cooked, most of our salt has been processed through a uh, process of, co- of cooking, but since when it dissolves, it turns back into a liquid state, it dissolves completely into the liquid, it becomes part of the liquid. Salt is considered uh, a liquid, so to place salt in your pot of soup, which has come off the fire, would be an ister of Bishol on Bishol which is cooled down, which is osur. So you can't put in anything which is uncooked, you couldn't add in your cold soup, you can't add in cold water, you can't add in any spices, because they've not been cooked you can't even add salt because salt is something even though it's been cooked but it's considered a liquid because it dissolves and therefore to add it in is, co- is cooking recooking liquid which has been which has cooled down however to place your knedlach into your hot soup cold knedlach into your hot soup even even the pot when it's taken off the fire to place it in is fine because knedlach have been cooked lobsthen has been cooked anything like that which has been cooked and it's a double a it's a salad, it's not called a... It's not called a liquid. It's a solid. You can place that inside your hot... Clearly And that's no, there's no problem with Bishel because Eim Acha the Dover If, however, you are going to add enough cold water to your soup or enough cold soup that the soup would cool down, that means you have a pot of soup well, let's talk about a, a cup of water. You have a, a cup of hot water, which is a caleurition. It can't be a cup. A small cup of hot water, which is a caleurition. And you want to pour in enough cold water just to make it lukewarm. By pouring enough cold water, a lot of cold water in one go, not drip by drip, but in one go, the, as soon as the water comes in, the whole pot, all the water inside will cool down to below let this place. So the cold water hasn't got a chance to cook at all. That's 100% water. You can pour in a lot of cold water as long as the pot is off the, off the flame it's not on the flame there's no problem the whole problem is only Bishel if you pour enough cold water in one go that the hot water is going to cool down rather than the hot water cooking the cold water the cold water is going to cool down the hot water is no problem and there's no chashkash of Bishel at all pour a in
1: into
0: Another kelly. So you've got this pot of hot water. You've got your urn. You're going to open the tap and let the water come out of the urn into a, a cup. And inside the cup, you have different types of foods. There we discussed in the previous year. There's three shittas in the rishonim, three opinions in the rishonim.
1: What level of heat and what level of
0: cooking can be achieved through an ear from the water coming out of a kalirishin? And we discussed one shitter is one opinion is that it'll cook as if you're putting the food inside the kelly the second opinion was that it won't cook at all like a KD shaney and the third opinion which is a compromise between the two and which is what we pass in the halota, is that it will cook kadei clipper. it will cook just the thin veneer of the food that the water has been poured over so if you would have inside a cup a piece of cold raw chicken and you would switch the the tap and the hot water would pour onto this cold chicken the thin layer on the outside of the chicken will get cooked but it's called cooking, and therefore there's an in bishelman apterir It won't cook right the way through the, the piece of chicken, but it will cook the outer <coughs> layer of the chicken, a clipper, a thin layer of chicken. So you've done the action of cooking, not through the whole piece of chicken, but enough to be considered an action of cooking, and to be over the in bishelman apterir Why this makes a difference, whether the power of cooking is to cook right the way through the whole article that you're trying to cook, or if it only cook the outside layer, is we discussed this to pour hot water onto a baby's bottle. You have a baby's bottle with inside it, you have milk. You then take the baby's bottle and you you hold it underneath the hot tap where the water is pouring out of the kelly Since the only ability of this water to cook is to cook a thin layer, that cooking will take place in the actual bottle itself. It will not have the ability to go through the bottle and cook the milk inside. So you can happily take a bottle of cold milk, even if the milk had never been cooked, even if it was unpasteurized milk mm-hmm. place it mm-hmm. under the running hot mm-hmm. tap from the urn and there will be no problem of fish on the milk because the, the clipper the ability of the water which is pouring away from a key- caliurition is only to cook a clipper a thin veneer on the outside of the food here that veneer is already taken up by the actual bottle itself you can't cook a bottle so there will be no problem of fish there at all so we have which has the ability to cook completely right away through a piece of raw food iruk has the ability to cook a clipper, just a thin veneer on the outside, not, not to cook a complete piece of food, but the, the, the outside veneer will cook, and therefore there is an issue of bissel there with iruk So you cannot, for instance, take a cup of water, a small cup, a cup with a small piece of water in it, and put it straight underneath your own tap and fill up the cup with hot water, and that way heat up the water that's inside there, because you are now cooking your water that's in the cup again if however the water in a cup was a large amount of cold water a large amount of cold water and the, the amount of water of hot water that you're putting in was only a small amount by the time that water goes in there it's going to immediately become cooled down it's not going to have the ability to cook even a clipper of the water that's in the cup and you could do that you can take hot water from an urn, pour it into small amounts and pour it into a, a large amount of cold water and you'd have no problem you're not heating up the cold water at all. So these are the two levels of cooking in a Kaleurition. The Kaleurition is the pot that was on the flame, taken off the flame, still called a Kaleurition, has the ability to cook if you place inside the Kaleurition. a Kaleurition, if you're pouring away from the Kaleurition, has the ability to cook at a clipper, the outside edge of the food, but it still has that power to cook, not complete. Now, completely through the piece of food, it has the ability to cook the outside piece of food.
1: We then moved down last
0: in the previous year to Katie Shaney. Katie Shaney would mean if you take this pot of soup off your flame and you pour it into a second pot. Since it's now moved into a second pot where the sides, the the walls of the pot are cold, the soup, as it enters into the second pot and and stands in the second pot, is going to automatically cool down slightly. The walls of the pot, which are not does not have the same intensity of heat as the caluritian which was actually on the fire that's going to cool down the whole temperature within the soup and therefore this soup doesn't have the same ability to cook as, a, as the Kaleurition so a Kaleurition does not have the same ability to cook as a Kaleurition has by virtue of the fact that you've already moved it into a second pot that pot was cold the whole soup, the whole liquid eventually is going to cool down as the edge of the heat has been taken off even if you can't put your finger in it it will burn but the intensity of heat is, isn't the same as in a kelly and doesn't have the same ability to cook and we explained in the previous year that really a kelly doesn't have the ability to cook at all but however the Gemara does tell us that raw salt if it's placed in a kelly shenny will become cooked and we don't have uncooked salt our, our salt is processed but in the old days just taking rock salt from the rock face and putting it in a kelly Kale- Shaymi, the Gemara says, that, that would cook. And from there we learn that there are some foods that will cook in the Kedishaymi. Those foods that go under the category of what we call Kalei Habishul. Foods which are easy to cook. Now, the problem with this is that we don't know, as we discussed in the previous year, which foods are Kalei Habishul and which foods are not Kalei Habishul. The Shoholah discusses using, placing bread inside the Kedishaymi. Since we take on the Halakha that's yes, Bishul Ahaf here, once you bake something you can still cook it afterwards, the Shokhanath says ideally you shouldn't place your bread into a Kedishani because we don't know which foods are considered Kale Maybe bread is considered Kale And when you place that bread inside your Kedishani, you are now cooking the bread. So because of that, we have a blanket rule. We don't put anything into a Kedishani except for what the Shokhanath says, is mutter. and that really goes on to the category of three things. The Shokhanath tells us that you can place water, cold water, in a Kedishani. Water will not cook in the Kali Shani. Water is definitely not Kaliabishal. So You can have, take a cup of water from your arm. Once it's in the cup, it's a Kali Shani. That cup is not, has, has, does not have the ability to cook water. You can then take cold water, small amount of cold water from your tap and add it to your hot water and you're fine. you are fine. you've done no Malaqa or Bishal at all. Kali Shani cannot cook water. So too, Kali Shani cannot cook oil. We know oil is not Kaliabishal. Not well, that's going to make much difference to, to uh, most people. Most people don't put oil in their coffees. And uh, there probably is oil in almost every other, other food that we buy nowadays, but at least coffee is still oil-free. And the third item which is the Shabbat says is not tali is it's Is um spices. All spices are not called tali Now even here, that's also not so clear. When we discuss spices, in the time of Chazal, when the Gemara talked about spices, they weren't talking about the ground spices that we have nowadays they were talking about sticks of spices so cinnamon sticks etc and things like that <coughs> whether the same halaga applies to ground spices is a big makalakis in the modern day poskim. can you take ground pepper and just add it to your plate of soup which is a kelly is a big in for poskim, and the poskine do try to move away from using spices even in a kelly yes if you had a stick of cinnamon and you, you fancy cinnamon in your soup you can you can take a stick of cinnamon and happily put it in because that's clearly n- not Kaleh Abishal. But ground spices the pasta can take on will go under the category of Kaleh Abishal. So really, in effect, what we've done is a Kaleh we've ruled out from adding anything to a Kaleh anything besides water and oil. Anything else is going to cook in a Kaleh
1: So if you then had your
0: pot of soup and you transferred the soup to your plate and that plate came to the table you would not be allowed to add to that plate anything baked so you couldn't add your bread to it you couldn't add your baked croutons but you could add your fried croutons The fried croutons are already considered cooked they can even go into a kelly you could add your knabler you could add your loxian anything which is cooked can be, can go, can be placed into a kelly or a kelly uncooked you couldn't add your spices to it however salt since salt has already been cooked even though it's a, we consider it a liquid because it, it dissolves within the soup since a liquid is the mahrekeh whether a liquid is once been cooked and then cools down, is there a, on, a re-co- on recooking a liquid? Is a machlakis? We take on that we try not to recook cold liquids, but since it's a machlakis, in a kedishemi, we are makol and we allow used to add salt to a KD Salt, sugar, etc. Which is very important. if you have a plate of soup which is a KD Shaney, and we'll discuss that a bit later on this the whether every plate of soup is a KD Shaney or not, but a plate of soup which is a KD Shaney, you cannot place pepper, etc. into it, but you can happily add salt. And sugar for the same price if you like sugar in your, salt, in your soup. We're going to discuss later, later on in, in the Shia in Mitcham. Kady Shaney, pouring from the Shaney onto food has a din of a Kedishlishi and therefore since the Kedishlishi doesn't cook even Kalea Abisham, and we'll discuss Kedishlishi in a moment you can definitely pour from the Shaney onto almost all foods. so just to recap again Kedishain even if it's off the flame inside the, the original pot has the ability to cook almost everything Pouring from a has the ability to cook the, ex- the external veneer of any food. Kali Shemi will only cook Kali which is most things. will not recook even cool-down liquids. will not recook even cool-down li- liquid. It will not recook
1: cold water
0: or oil. But anything else inside the Kali Shemi is going to be problematic. We then move on to Katie Shiki, which we did not discuss in the previous year. Now, previously, don't forget you've moved it now from your pot, which is on the fire, into a second pot, and from your second pot into a third utensil, be it a pot, be it a a plate, whatever it may be. You've now moved it two stages away. It's gone through two stages of external walls of the vessel, which are cold. It's moved from the Kailushin, which is hot, into the Kailushin, which the walls of the Kailushin will cool down that water to some degree. It's moved from a keli to a keli shlishi where the, the walls of a keli have cooled them down even more. And now, in a keli shlishi, this food has no ability to cook. At, almost at all. I don't know the answer to that. that's true. Um, uh, if you preheat your... your it, it's, it probably still has a, a lot of a shiny. It's never been on a flame. You never put your, your plates on a, on a flame and if you did it would probably crack. So, um, it, it's probably, compared to a K-d-shiny it's far cooler. It's definitely far cooler. We're going to discuss a ladle in, 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 in a few moments. We're going to discuss a, a ladle in, in a few moments. K-d-shiny. So As you we were saying, species since it's two stages away from the source of heat, the second part and the third part have cooled down this food to the degree that this food has no ability to cook almost at all. So you can theoretically place almost anything in a Kalish So if you took your soup, place it into a, into a second part, and from your into a tureen, right? Let's just, just talk practically. You took your soup, put it into a tureen, and brought it to the table. You then serve from that into your plate. So your plate is now definitely a Kalish We'll discuss labels in a few moments. A place is definitely a Kali shlishi. You can add as much bread as you like, you can add any croutons you like. You can add salt, pepper, whatever you like, you can add to that Kali. Kali shlishi almost can't cook. There's just one, perhaps, not, it's not one, there is a, a, an argument in modern day poskim whether there is an exception to that rule. And this stems from the Orch but says that if you watch tea being cooked, you will find he says He says our eyes can see that tea will cook even tea leaves will cook even in a kaddish And this is a big machlekes. Rav Moshe says it won't. the Ohr Chaim says it does. A very very big machlekes can a kaddish cook something which is so so sensitive as sensitive as tea. There are others who hold even an egg is something which is as sensitive and might even cook in a kaddish Not that most people are going to place an egg inside a kaddish lishy. Though the Mishnah Berurah does discuss. In the old days they used to place egg white inside the cups of coffee and tea so in that case <laughs> I'm sorry to but let's talk about cases like that there, there would be a problem of eggs in the K-d-shlishy, but for us the only real practical application of the Kedish is tea so moving down from Kedish only to Kedish you can place anything you like in the Kedish tea is a problem ideally one shouldn't make tea we're talking about real tea tea bags which is tea leaves just ground it's basically pure tea which has never been cooked before. It's uncooked, tea leaves in a tea bag. To place that even in a KD you're entering into a big muck like this So, to be- tea
1: leaves.
0: Uh, it's not cooked, it's, it's just dried. It's not cooked. Now, whether that dr- cooks it or not is, 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 a, is a problematic. Tea leaves, when they dry them. I can't argue with you. I know nothing about the process of drying, of drying tea leaves but th- th- they are talking about tea leaves and they are talking about tea bags placing tea bags in a Kedish Lishi is problematic assuming that the tea has not been cooked when you place this tea bag into the Kedish Lishi, what you are doing is you are place, you are cooking if Kedish Lishi can cook tea you are cooking tea in your, in your Kedish Lishi so if one can there are many hotels and many urban who will allow Kedish, Kedish Lishi on tea bags perhaps because they're, they're, there's an element of cooking done to it before in the process. Some are made like a commercial Feinstein and allow tea bags in the Kedish Lishi. If one can move away from that, and then you are definitely gaining. If you can manage to have your Shabbos without real tea and just use instant tea, and we'll discuss how to make an instant tea in a few moments, you are better off. Or you can make tea essence. Tea essence means you cook your tea before Shabbos in a kelly shaney so you have to be careful this is not really fully cooked it's only been cooked in a kelly shaney right so you don't make tea essence on, on the gas stove do you you place it in a teapot and and then you pour hot water on it so you've you got to be careful that you don't ever put this tea essence into a kelly rishon, even if it's off the, the gas it can only go into an equal level of pot so if you make your tea in a, a kelly shaney you can use the tea essence in a in a Kedishenie, or in a Kedishvishy. But you can definitely use it in a Kedishenie. Makes no difference at all, because uh, the poorer of Kedishenie, poor from it has equals into Kedishvishy. The other problem with a bag is the halach of boyer of, um, and schita, etc. That's another issue which we'll discuss in show when we get to Hilter's boyer. But with respect to Hilter's bishel, ideally one should shy away from using tea bags. instant tea has been cooked like you couldn't make an instant tea if you didn't go through the process of being cooked instant tea has definitely been cooked since it's been cooked it's, it gets the halakhah of something which has been cooked even though when you place instant tea inside the hot water it's going to dissolve and as we said before with the salt something which dissolves gets the halakhah of the article it's dissolved into so it will be considered a, dov- a, dov- a lach. it will be considered a liquid which has cooled down and being recooked but as we said in the with respect to, to salt, to place salt, cooked salt, inside the Kali Shani, is completely mutter. So to make an instant tea, you don't really need to go further than the Kali Shani. You can put the tea in the Kali Shani, pour from the Kali Rishan into the Kali Shani, sorry, let's get it over around. Take water from your Kali pour it into the Kali and put your instant tea into that, you then have some, no malafa vishal at all, because instant tea has been cooked, it's now in a Kedushaini in a Shaney. even if it dissolves, it cannot be recooked again milk milk, milk. is again pasteurized we pasteurize our milk to, to almost 80 degrees our milk is considered cooked you can add milk to a Shaney, even if it's cold there's nothing wrong with adding cold milk once it's been cooked into a Shaney. so even though we wouldn't add a Calibis or any other liquid which has not been cooked into a Shaney, but cooked milk you can add sugar is the same thing sugar has been processed has been cooked and even though it dissolves inside the liquid, it's still only a liquid which has once been cooked and then cooled down. A liquid which has once been cooked and cooled down can go into Kd K-D-Shaney and will not cook. So Therefore, you can happily just use Kd Cheney for your teas and coffee, if you use instant tea. I don't know, I don't know how it's made, and I, my, the assumption is that it probably isn't cooked. It's, it's the same as tea bags. Whether <coughs> it's, it's uh, as sensitive as tea, to the degree, to the degree that it will cook even in a kadesh fishy, I, c- I don't know. I, I'm c- I can only tell you what Aruch or- said, and I'm afraid the herbal tea hadn't come out in his pan.
1: Milk,
0: no. mint. Well, you yeah, have mint is an uncooked leaf, so it's probably very similar to to cooking tea. There's no. It, 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 we only know the officer only talks about tea leaves. He doesn't talk about mint tea leaves. I can't answer. I don't know the, uh, to get to get the the juices things so put it. In. If it's something which doesn't seem to cook in a kaddish dish, which it does, it probably doesn't seem to cook. We only know about tea, then, and then besides, tea is probably okay in, in, in a kaddish dish. In a kaddish sheni, you have the problem of kalla so you'd have a problem. Roasted is, uh, uh, what do you mean by ro- roasted on the fire? But it's not roasted, been cooked. Th- they have not been cooked. Not cooked no, it's not been in a liquid. Cooking means cooked in a liquid. Baking, roasting is outside of a liquid. <coughs> Frying, we consider cooking because it's fried in a liquid.
1: And
0: roasted, 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 roasted. It should be made into, into at least a Kedish or prepared before jarred. Unless in the process there's a process of cooking, I don't know how they process the Turkish coffee. I'm afraid my uh, my encyclopedia doesn't, doesn't exist, so uh, I can't do any homework on that. Assuming it's not being cooked, then you have a problem. If it has been cooked, it could very well have been cooked before, then you're okay. It's not it's not cooked. It's just a roasted bean which has been uh, which has been ground. I'm afraid so. let's move on to labels. Labels. Labels is uh, an, an enormous controversy going back already to the time of Shulchan Aruch a kelly which you place inside the kelly rishon so you have your pot of soup and you're placing your label inside your kelly rishon do we say that the intensity of heat of the kelly rishon transfers to this kelly that's been placed inside the kelly rishon now we're talking about kelly rishon which is off the flame not on the gas anymore it's off the gas, you have taken the pot off the flame and you're now putting your kelly, For want of a Kaylee we'll talk about a ladle, inside your pot of soup. So it's gone inside the kelly richion. Do we say that the level of heat of the kelly transfers to this ladle and this ladle now is considered a kelly richion. and when you then take the soup out and put it into your plate, your plate has only become a kelly shaney. Or do we say no? At the end of the day, it's a separate vessel, a separate Caylee and when you take your ladle in, you dip your ladle in, you take your soup out, your label is your Katie Shaney and your soup is a KD The difference would be whether you can put spices inside your soup plate. If the plate is considered a kidishlishy, then you can happily put your pepper in. If your plate is only considered a kidisheney, then you can't. It's an enormous makhleikism in Halakha, an enormous makhleikism in Halakha, and the mother of Ram, <coughs> we can question, says ideally one should be makhmeh, one should take on that it's considered a Keli And that's how we take on Halakha, that the ladle inside is considered a Keli However, there's two, on both, both sides of the, spectra, of the spectrum, there's two pieces of information that you need to know. One is, that if you leave the ladle inside for a long time, then everybody agrees, it's it's called a kedyushin. There's no doubt about that. If you're serving many, many people and you've got your ladle inside the soup, in between serving you keep it in the soup and it remains there for a period of time, your ladle is definitely considered a kedyushin, and your plate only a kedysheni. If, however, you are serving normally, you take your ladle and dip ladle in the soup, serve the soup, and you're only serving a few a small number of people, if your ladle is not inside that soup for a long period of time, then that's the big machleikus. So if it stays there for a long time definitely a Keli if it stays there for a short time ideally you should be and therefore you should not consider your plate a Keli when it comes to something which has never been cooked before at all however the Mishaburi makes a compromise and says something which has been cooked before or even baked before since the halacha of Ein bishal Achafir is a Makhlechus
1: and the halacha that
0: label is considered a Keli is a khumra there you can be made for the of the so if you ladled your soup onto a plate even though the ladle was considered a kelly richen, but with respect to things which have been baked your plate is a kelly, sh- is a kelly So you can happily add baked croutons to your plate if it's been ladled out of the pot however you have to be careful and you have to know that your ladle has not been in there for a long time so most of us shy away from that because we're worried that perhaps we leave the ladle in for that bit long, that, bit, that, 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 tire, that, sh- that a short amount of time is a little bit too long, and the intensity of heat has transferred to the ladle, and then my plate has become a kei But halakhically, pure, cold, calculated halakh, if you take a ladle and you serve one plate of soup, you can definitely assume that that plate is considered a kei with respect, only with respect to something which has been baked. You can dip your challah in it, and you can put your croutons in it, etc. No, it makes no difference at all. No difference at all, no difference at all noodles is cooked noodles you can put in your division
1: there's
0: no liquid on the on the noodle no it's, it's no that's, that's not opposite liquid. The liquid means that there's a juice there it's uh a noodle is considered a, a Dove yavish, which is cooked and you in the Kelly We're talking about um, if your child insists on having little fish croutons, and the fish croutons are only baked, they're not, they're not cooked. So any of these um, uh, bread croutons that they sell uh, in Italian style and plain and style, you want to add those to your soup, they are all just baked, they are not cooked, not fried.
1: If you're just ladling
0: a few plates, and you can be made. If you're going to leave that ladle in there for a long time, you have to be me. You can't, and this is another another problem. You can't label one soup and leave it out till the ladle cools down, because then you're going to have a problem with the soup that's left on the ladle has cooled down, and when you place that back into your kalirishon, you're re-cooking. So it's it's quite a fine line, and therefore we most most of us are not used to p- putting in a keli in a place any baked item, just because we can't really know exactly where that line is. Or when does it become a kashrus issue? When it doesn't. But if you're serving just yourself, you can add bread to your soup. Matzah. Yes, so matzah would be a problem. Bread, anything like that would be a problem, unless you've, you you know one or two plates. You can probably get away with more than that. I can't answer. make it in a, in a, in a Kedushen or Kedushen or Kedushen yeah. whether it'll work in a Kedushen I don't know I suppose it does that's what they make for right? they it, it? I suppose you're right next Halakha which is extremely uh, applicable is what we call a Halakha of a gush. a gush is a solid a solid which comes out of a pot out of a Kedushen and you move it over to Kedushen to Kedushen now there's a fundamental difference between where a solid Rests inside a plate and the a liquid, the red liquid will spread right around the plate and has the all the walls of the of the vessel that it's sitting in most of the, the the liquid is now surrounded by a wall, and the walls will cool down that liquid and therefore we say Kaini doesn't have the same intensity of heat as a ca and Ka even less so when when we're dealing with a solid right your challenge, assuming you have a, a good literature challenge, not a, an ungarish one, not a M- not a soup challenge, but a, a, a solidified challenge. You then take your challenge and place it from your rishon into your plate. It's going to stand almost still, bang in the middle. So there's very little surface area of the kaday which is touching your food, and therefore it doesn't have the ability to cool down to the same extent as liquids, but liquids do. Therefore, there's a big machlech again in the early posthum the time. The time of the the first the Shulchan is a solid placed in a Kady Shaney called a keli placed in a keli is it called a keli Shlishy? or does it always remain with the level of a keli and that's an extremely important halakha so you have your chalons and you want to add salt to your chalons or you want to add well salt is ok you can add to your chalons you want to add pepper to your chalons you want to add salad I don't know cold vegetables to your chalons you are now mixing uncooked food with food which is still considered a keli here we enter into this problem is a gush considered a Kedirishim or is it considered a Kedishishim again it's a big Machlechus and again the Mishnah Bruce says ideally one should be Machne so again we come with the same compromise that we have with the label. since it's a Machlechus so it's a Chumrah so when it comes to things which are totally uncooked you have to be Machne you have to be stringent you cannot add To your challenge, anything which has been uncooked. So you can't add pepper and you can't add vegetables. I don't know what else people like to add to the challenge. Anything which is totally uncooked and never been cooked, liquid or solid, cannot be added to your solid food. Challenge as an example. Hot chicken is the same thing. Any hot solid which you want to add something to which has been uncooked is also. To add something which has been cooked, and it's cooled down, the liquid which has been cooked and cooled down, etc. Anything like that, something which has been baked once before, you want to add it to your trollant. Anything which has already gone through a process of cooking, and the reason why we don't allow you to add it to a keili is a Chumrah because we hold Yes Bisholach Abishol Vadobalach or Yes Bisholach Achia, etc. Again, when it comes to your cholent, you can be makol. Not that you're going to add croutons to your trollant, but you never know nowadays right so double dish is for something which has not been cooked is considered a rishon. for cooked items is considered a KD slishy KD shenny KD slishy whichever KD it's in the problem of placing salad on a plate now um, let's just try and analyse what's going to happen if you place your salad on a plate um, you're going to place your salad on your plate and you're going to place your salad on the other side of the plate in m- most cases, the that, that, that Cholom and the salad are going to remain separate. It's just really we're too lazy to have a salad plate, and we're not really going to mix the two together. If you're going to actually take your salad and mix it in with the Cholom, there's no doubt about it, That's awesome. You're just going to lie it on the plate, and you're worried that what may be a small piece might somehow or other get mixed in. That's a worry. It's a worry on the camera. So to make ourselves with sugar not to have salad on the plate, when, there's a, when the there's is there, not, not really necessary. If you're definitely going to pile, if you're a bokhan, you're going to pile this plate with chalun, and around the edges you're going to, just to, to entice him to have a little bit of the coleslaw, you're going to put a piece of coleslaw around the edge, then I advise you to give him a salad plate. He's not going to eat it anyway, so. But if you're have an average person who's going to have a normal, a normal portion of challah and on the other side of the plate a normal por- a portion of salad, there's no reason why the two should really mix. And therefore, there's no way. On the odd worry that it might mix. We're talking about a anyway It's not a lot, I don't really think We'll have to uh, Go and dirty And make your wife Wash up an extra Salad plate and the If you want a salad plate, You can have one There's no isla <laughs> Will that mix in With the, with the it, it, Salad dressing is not cooked Definitely not So Make sure it doesn't Glick in if it's going to leak. It's, the unlock is very simple. If you know it's going to mix, then you don't don't allow. It. If it's you're going to, if the assumption is it's not going to mix, then you, you can have it there happily. Eventually, when the challenge cools down to under yatsel voice, boy, then then that's okay. Once we are talking about chalim moving from one plate to the other plate, remaining with the heat of yatsel yes, after a few minutes it will cool down. And then you can mix your pepper with it with pleasure. But the, up until it's cooled down under yatsel voice, boy, it's considered a from the do ketchup now this is a new one on your salmon. or ketchup on your hot chicken can you allow whoever wants to have ketchup on their fried meal to have ketchup with a dobba gush Oh we do we say it's a dobba gush so it's hot and ketchup is considered cold and we're worried ketchup might be considered a liquid it probably is considered a liquid and when you mix the ketchup together with your hot chicken you're not cooking the ketchup or again do we say it's considered a Kedish fishy, and it's okay and here we this is where the compromise comes to play since the uh, the Dava Dush in the Kedish fishy is only a khumra and ketchup has been hopefully been cooked so we are not talking about Dava Lach which has once been cooked which is cooled down which is also a khumra. the fact that you can cook a Dava Lach which has once been cooked when, when it's cooled down is a khumra. so we are playing two khumras together that's the compromise of the Mishnabur when we have two Chumrahs together you don't have to worry about it you can happily happily allow somebody who doesn't like the taste of roast chicken to drown it in ketchup mustard wherever he likes and there's no problem with bissel at all even if the chicken is still considered hot one other halakha which we failed to mention in, in the process of Hilka's Bishel, and we'll run through a few practical examples is the halakha of mixing mixing a food which is on the gas to take a spoon and mix the food which is on the pot, the cholent, whatever it may be, to mix it, to, to mix it with a take a ladle and mix it around, take a spoon and mix it. Stir the food is problematic. The Shulchan the Mishnah Berurah's Machmeh for the shitter of the cold boy who says that you mustn't stir food on the flame. So to take your cholent which is beginning to burn on the Shabbos and take it put the spoon in it and stir it, that would be osur. If you took it off the flame, then that would be okay. On the flame, you cannot stir food. So therefore, sorry? So therefore, if you want to take food out, say somebody wants to serve food to their child, um, Friday night, Shabbat's morning, early, and they want to take just some, a few potatoes out of the chalent, or some chicken out of the pot, since by, taking, by dipping a spoon and taking out, you're going to be mixing, you're going to be stirring, you're entering into a problem. So therefore, ideally, you should take the pot off the gas. Make sure you don't do a problem. There's no problem of Chazor. Make sure you hold it the way you should hold it and you have Kavana to put it back. You don't place it on the floor, etc. Take your food out and place it back on the flame. To stir on the flame is problematic. Following on from that is another hummer which is not as strict as stirring but it follows on from that is can you lift the lid of the pot and put it back on on the flame. This is again another hummer which from Moshe Feinstein and others are machmir. if the pot is on the flame to lift the, the lid off and by placing the lid back on, you are intensifying the heat again inside that pot. That's equivalent to stirring. And therefore, on top of the flame, the possible from Mahme, you shouldn't lift the lid off and put it back. You can move it off onto the other side of the black, and then lift the, pot, the, the, the lid up, and place it back on again. Take it off and lift the lid on, lift, lift the lid off. But on the flame, ideally, one shouldn't lift the lid off, and then replace it. No, because the, well, the conversation is, is boiled and it's hot. So there's nothing to worry about. A slow cooker is cooking. A slow cooker is considered a flame. A slow cooker cooks. Um, it would be problematic there to take the lid off and put it back on. Um, most slow cookers come with glass lid, don't they? They don't have glass lid slow cookers? Some do some don't. I can't say that T- taking a lid on and off is the same as stirring. It's the Chumrah which the Rosh Hashanah is and he says it's a Meiri which says like that you shouldn't put the lid on and off it's, the first. it's not clear cut um, equal to stirring even stirring is a chumra, which the Mishnah brewers make on stirring so uh, these are already the extremities on the chumras of, of Hilfah's vision. if you can manage without putting the lid on and off then you are better off if you can manage without stirring which most of us can then you are better off Well, on a hot plate, there's no cooking. A hot plate is not considered really cooking. It's just a, a, a well. It depends, again, it depends on what hot plate is. Yes, some hot plates, some of the Israeli hot plates can really cook. So then it would be the same as a, as a slow cooker. If it's just a, a heat warming hot plate, and it's not really considered the same. It's considered like the other side of the black. It's not considered on the flame unless you can take food off. And but then you have a problem with Khazar. But have you, if you have a blech on your plate do you need to have blech on your hoplite? We're entering into the problems that we've discussed in Hilkos Hazara when it comes to hoplite. A hoplite probably there's no there's no issue of, of uh, listening to that. Let's just run through briefly a few examples that we've discussed, practical examples that we've discussed through the Shoram on Hilkos Bishel, and that will hopefully bring us to the end of Hilchus Bishel. So we discussed placing a, a bottle of milk. Water inside a keli to heat it up would be considered completely kosher because you are now cooking the food inside the bottle inside this keli But to place it inside a keli or to pour from a keli on top of it, that's fine because a keli can't cook and a keli it's is not kalla And a keli the inner keli will only cook a thin veneer on the on the exterior of the bottle; it will not get through to the milk inside. We discussed placing nachshon shneidlich or croutons yeah. which have been fried yeah. inside your kelly is 100% uh, is fine, inside your keli sheney is fine but to place bread croutons or, un, or unfried croutons, just baked croutons inside your kelly or kelly shaney will constitute an ifsa of bishel. Yeah. However, as we mentioned a few moments ago if you would take your soup out of your pot with a ladle as long as the ladle has not been used over a long period of time, it's not been in the pot for a long period of time then your place is considered a keli you can add to it your croutons even if it's just been baked to place spices inside the keli even though in halapa spices is not considered a kalea but nowadays ground spices the possible are more, more stringent with and therefore ideally you want to refrain from placing spices inside the keli but inside a keli you can ketchup mustard can even go onto a keli because ketchup and mustard is something that's already been cooked it's already been cooked. It's a davar which has been cooked, and we mentioned a davar which has already been cooked. Even though it's cold, it can go back into a kadaysheni. Placing salt into your kadaysheni goes under the same category. No problem to place salt on your kadaysheni. To put spices on a dry fruit, which is your davar gush, even if it's in a kadaysheni or shishi if the fruit's still hot, that would constitute an isra One shouldn't that would constitute an isra of To add your, taw- your ketchup and your mustard, etc., that would be fine. When filling that cup of water from your urn, if the, you've just washed the cup under the tap, so you would have a residue of uncooked water inside your cup, you have to be careful. When you add your, your hot water to that, you're not going to be cooking that residue of water, and you have to make sure that the, the cup is, com- is, is completely dry. If, however, the water is... water which was taken from an urn a few moments ago, even if it's cooled down, if there's only a small amount, a tiny amount of water there. Most possible not don't, don't require you to... Completely dry it out. If you can, you're better off. But if you, you if you find it difficult to get to the bottom of the cup and dry it out, as long as there's only a small residue of cooked water, even if it's cooled down, that's fine. And again, that follows as we mentioned before with the ladle. If you when you do take your ladle out the soup to serve, if you're serving quite a few people, make sure the ladle doesn't remain out for too long. If it remains out for too long, and the too long doesn't mean very long, just uh, 10, 15 seconds. The liquid the soup on the ladle is going to cool down and when you put that ladle back into your challenge you're reheating into your soup which is a calorician you're reheating liquid on your ladle in a calorician and that would be a problem if to have to clean your ladle every time in between it's going to be uh, complicated making coffees and teas You said you can make uh, 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 instant coffee instant tea in a cali shami you shouldn't put your coffee and tea in the cup first and then pour the hot water from the Kedirishin into the Kedirishini on top of your coffee and tea. First put the water in the cup and then put the coffee and tea in there afterwards. When we come to Sevea, we will discuss the halachas of Sevea whether you are, can you, is there a problem of dying water, etc., by adding the coffee and the tea to the water? Are you dying the water or not? It's uh, again a machlakis and a chumrah, but if, if that's the easiest way to make your coffee, you can make your coffee and tea that way. To make co- coffee and tea with real coffee and real tea, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be using a shaney. Some say you can use a kadishvishi. Some say even a kadishvishi you shouldn't use. Cocoa, which has been instant cocoa, is, a, is is the same as instant coffee and tea. It's already been processed. Already been cooked. You can happily make uh, an instant co- instant cocoa in a shaney as you would a coffee or tea. Non-processed cocoa can be placed in a Katie Shleshy. We we have no reason to assume that cocoa is a, is something which will cook in a kadishvishi. So you can make a uh, hot cocoa of non-pro- non-processed cocoa even in a keili So Even in a, in a keili But not in a keili because, again, it would be abishal So, hopefully I've not muddled you to up too much. And we have some idea of what you are allowed to do and you're not allowed to do in the kitchen on Shabbos. We'll discuss the keili the keili the keili shlishies. is almost nothing unless it's cooked. Keili very little besides water and oil and real spices in a cage is almost everything besides tea and eggs according to some shitties if you remember those rules then very little should go wrong in the kitchen or showers just to finish off with a short pashas Kayak is another one of these pashas which are seemingly an enigma and, and difficult to understand koyach was A tremendous time of Chacham, Karech was one of the leaders of Tal Yisroel. was a man of great spiritual stature. How could he enter into an argument with Moshe Rabbeinu? Karech saw, we all saw, Karech saw Ahasinah HaMoshe Rabbeinu. Sorry. Karech saw, and we all saw Ahasinah HaMoshe Rabbeinu was entered into the clouds, through the clouds, right to the top, right to where the Shechina was, how could, how could Kairach even, even have a, an element of doubt to the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKon, etc. The passage even tells us, after the earth swallowed up and all the men, the 250 men, the all came and complained to Moshe Rabbeinu, and the wording of the passage is, Atkan Hamisem es Am Hashem they complained to Moshe Rabbeinu you've killed the Am Hashem that means the level of stature of those 250 men with Moshe with Kailach etc and they were people who in the eyes of Kailash were considered Am Hashem they were the nation of HaKadosh Baruchul they were tremendous people of tremendous great stature and yet they could fall through through something which seems to be so trivial and so obvious they could fall to such a, a low level what was the mistake if there was a mistake that we can understand that Kayach made. And what she tells us that Kayach came along with two riddles to Moshe Rabbeinu. He asked Moshe Rabbeinu, "If you have a a palace a cloak, which is completely blue, and we know that one has to place sitters on a four-cornered garment, and those sitters have to consist of white sitters and uh, one sitters of chalas, the blue wool sitters would be wrapped around the scissors and would come down. You'd have one large chalas would wrapped around the the long one, the white." The, the white cities, and now you have to hang on the four corners of your beggar. So Kerach said, if I have a beggar, a is completely of Kerach, pure wool blue, blue wool do I then need to have my cities my of Kerach? So Ismail Shabbainer said, of course. Why not? What's the difference? And Kerach said, I don't understand. If my whole beggar is a, is a beggar of Kerach, then of course the cities do not need to be Kerach. And then he asked the second riddle. He said, if I have a house full of Sforim, a house full of secretariat, do I need to place a mezuzah on my door? Which Moshe Rabbeinu replied, of course. Why shouldn't you need to place a mezuzah on your door? The Kayrach says, what do you mean? If I have a house full of sifrei Tayyah, why on earth should I need to place a mezuzah on my door? My house is full of sifrei Torah. There's no reason to have a mezuzah on the door. What was the bone of contention here between Kayrach and Moshe Rabbeinu? A seemingly strange argument where Moshe Rabbeinu seems to be quite obvious. If the not says you have to wear chelus, you have to wear chelus. If you have to have mezuzah, you have to have mezuzah. Why should it be relevant if my baget, if my talis is chelus? completely traded why is it relevant if my house is molly to friteo if you think in practical terms of what the palace and the sisters are you have a baguette which really covers a person and the extremity of that beggar the extremity of, the, of that cloak you have these strings which are coming off they are something which comes away from the cloak itself they are not really part of the cloak they are external they are moving away from the cloak the cloak constitutes represents the essence the source of everything the cloak is the cloak it's the cloak which covers the person it's the cloak Is the source the stitches are coming away from the source and moving away as one moves away from the source you then have not just everything treles you have blue and you have white treles represent represents the yum. Yam is the richia richia is Shemaim shomayim Kovid. the treles represents the rochniah of an article the white is missing the treles it's the external without the internal. As we move away from the root of everything, things get divided. What was called a beforehand has now become love and tcheles as well. It never remains in the same state as before. A state of prayer, a house full of specific prayer is a house full of spirituality, a house full of prayer. The door is the point of contact between the internal house and the external, where there's no prayer. At that point, one has, to, one has to have a mezuzah. Why do we need a mezuzah? Because as we move away from the source of Kedusha, we need to minimize that, that Kedusha and place it into a small scroll. Not a high sanctuary, into a small mezuzah on the door that be, there should be an element of Kedusha even as we move away from our home. Kedusha's problem was, Kedusha says, I don't understand, if the source is Kulay Kedush, if the talis is Kulay Kedush, the source is completely spiritual, then moving away from that will only be pure spirituality. If moving away from that is pure spirituality why do I need cheles why do I need this extra cheles piece to come with me to move away with my love on to surround the love on to make the physical world attached to the spiritual world through the cheles I don't need it it's all spirituality in its own right everything coming from the cheles must be spiritual if I have a house full of shifritaya what do I need the mezuzah for the house itself coming from the house moving to the outside I'm taking my spirituality with me why should I move why should I change why should my level of spirituality go down just because I'm moving away from my roots, hmm. so Christ said to Moshe Abenu that the whole of Kaddish was Kalon we said we are all Kaddish why are we all Kaddish we all saw the Hafsinai. we were all Navim we all saw Matthew Taylor as he tells us his, his complaint was we were all at Hafsinai, all of us were Navim you weren't the only one that had Moshe Abenu talk you Moshe Abenu weren't the only one that saw Hath Sinai we also we saw the whole man Hafsinai. we saw all those tens of thousands of Malachim coming down with Ashkila we all heard that can talk to us directly we were all Nevi'im if we at the source were on the level of spirituality of Nevi'im why are we different now why are not we all equal why are we all on the same level as you are why have things changed why are you the one to remain at that high level the elevated level of Moshe Rabbeinu when all of us at the source were the same why have we changed now Moshe Rabbeinu's response is no even if the palace is your your palace is completely blue but as soon as you move away, a person doesn't remain in the same spiritual status as he was. As soon as you move away from your source, your spirituality wanes. You go away from the line with sinai, you're not going to remain the same. Unless you have turned yourself completely into, into a piece of spirituality like Moshe Rabbeinu was, where his whole physical group was one with his Neshama, so much so that the Mokin kavur of Moshe Beinu is not known. And the Meshachatma explains to us why, because a Mokin kavur is the place where the physical body remains. Moshe Rabbeinu had no physical body, it was unnecessary for us to know his Mokin kavur. He was one piece of spirituality. His Mokin kavur is unknown. Unless you've completely turned your physical self into a spiritual, as soon as you move away from the source of Kedusha, you're going to need the extra, the extra help, you're going to need the extra binding back to your source to remain on that level, or on a level of spirituality. Talish Shekulot Chelus still needs that Chelus coming away from it wrapping around the Lavan the white cities to remain in contact and attached to some level of your source of Kedusha. Uh, that is not, not is you have a house full of secret full of Kedusha. As soon as you walk out the front door and you move out into the outside world you need the extra mezuzah the extra shmir to remind you take that Kedusha with you you are not going to remain on that same level. The very fact that Moshe the Torah tells us, kairach, kairach took. it doesn't say what it took. And then Shamsurah Paul explains, it's not necessary for the Torah to tell us what it took. Taking means there's a me. Taking means there's a self. There's a me and there's a you. The very fact that there was a division, Torah could take. He could become somebody of his own self, not part of the whole wide of soul. He could make a division. He could make a machlaikas. Shows us that Khalishol had already moved away from the power of spirituality of Hafsina. At Hafsina, we were all one. Suddenly we're not one. There's a yikah. Kayach To take. You're taken to yourself. You've made a me and a you. To make a me and a you is already a lower level. We are not on the same level as we were on night. That was Kayach's mistake. Kayach thought, once we reached night, we remained on that level. We never remained at the level that we are. Life a life of moving ups and downs. Shabbos and weekdays are a very example. Every Shabbos we get in the Shammai Yisrael. Every Shabbos we reach a, a, a level of spirituality that we don't have on the, on the, the, the other six days of the week. As soon as Shabbos goes, we have our of the that's it. We're back to our weekday mode. We're back to the mode of a normal person We without the extra spiritual Neshacham say that we get on the Shabbos. Life is full of Shabbos and weekdays. Our job is to turn the weekdays into Shabbos. To turn every day into a day which is the Hashpah of Shabbos runs through the week so we can remain not just attached through the Chedot and through the mezuzah to our source but to remain one with our source
1: and that one will enable us
0: to really truly see the the B'sagor as it should be as its source in Heber Amin. Amen.